Welcome back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we are going to be (sighs) recapping some things that happened over the weekend. One with my team, the University of Notre Dame. We're also going to be talking about Oklahoma, shut up, Oklahoma, Texas. And also some thoughts from the outcome of what might be one of the more meaningless games of the weekend, Texas A&M and Alabama. Sean, I have to share with you, I got a a little bit of a funny um, message. So I'm going to a slack for the the scouting work that I do. And I, I, I laughed at this because it, it was sent to me right before we started. Somebody said, apparently scouts love Will Howard. <laughs> and I texted the, the Kansas State quarterback. And I texted back because that just is so hilarious that NFL scouts yeah. are susceptible to liking bad quarterbacks just because they're just big, dumb meatheads. And that's all he brings to the table. It It is a foolproof plan that Will Howard – just shows up big as shit every single week, and that's all he needs to do. That's not all they're interested in, Joe. He was uh, he had a, a fantastic mentor and was able to learn from one of the greats, and I think that his ability to carry that with him into an NFL locker room is priceless. Shut up. Where's Adrian Martinez right now? Where's Adrian? Where is he? Is he working at an account? Probably posted firm? up chilling. Doing whatever he wants to do, because that's what Adrian Martinez does. <sighs> okay, so not to reminisce on your weird obsession with Adrian Martinez. We have the games that we want to talk about. We've got some other things we're going to get to. Before we do, though, can you just share with our listeners a quick message from our good friends at Bet Online, which I broke even again, did not make any money this week. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, I stripped it down. I went meat and potatoes. I decided that we're going to stop. We're just going to go back to the basics. And every every golfer knows at some point during the season you're going to need to go back to the basics. And every better knows you're going to have to do the same thing also. So I took some more meat and potatoes bets this week. And I was happy with them. And a lot of them hit. And they hit at Bet Online uh, From week one all the way to the college football playoff. What are we, what are we just complete? Week six? It's flying yes. by. Get in on the action. Uh, Bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. If you need to strip it down, strip it down. If you catch yourself getting too fancy, too cute with your wagers, you're doing it wrong because you don't have that club in your bag. And no, you don't because I don't right now. So if I don't have that club in my bag... You don't have your club in that bag. That's not even to you, Joe. That's just to the metaphorical listener. Simple okay. is better. Yeah, I overthought a couple of things. Dude, how the hell did the one that pissed me off the most that really screwed me this week? First of all, Rutgers covered, and I'm going to talk about that later. The The UCLA-Washington State game, man, that one was – and then Colorado barely beating Arizona State was annoying. Just a lot of weird outcomes this week. Not a lot of – not a lot of outcomes. And I'm not talking about like, oh, nobody predicted Louisville to beat Notre Dame. I'm just talking about like the lines not making a lot of sense and a lot of teams just completely laying an egg. I, did you have any others besides the ones that I – the Colorado and and the, the UCLA one were the two that killed me? USC hurt. USC oh, you going took into USC. triple overtime hurt. Well, I'm just saying that's a line that hurt. It hurt people around me. I mm. – 
Oh my God. How did I not open with this? And this is an example of wagering and what not to do. Uh, at a uh, at an establishment with drinks with some people last night, right? Okay. Uh, one of my buddies has constructed a 11-leg all-favorites money line parlay, I believe. He had Miami. And when Miami uh... decided to, uh, you know, late in the game, he starts cheering. Cheering like I've never seen cheering over a bet that hasn't hit yet. And I they was weren't able up big. To... They they weren't up by enough to be doing that. So that's a ridiculous reaction. I sat. I said. I said to Sam because we've both seen this. We've both become victims of this. I said, "Does he know there's a minute, minute and twenty seven seconds left? Like they have the ball and it's Georgia Tech, but why is he taunting? Why is he tempting God with this? With this outburst? He's changing lyrics to songs. Yeah, you you don't do that. Double, you just don't. double fingers in the air. I saw him go like this." I say that is not a move of somebody that that has that that's a, a move you do when you win a bet, not when you think you've won a bet. And then uh, apparently he became a total disaster after finding out that <laughs> stupid Georgia Tech scored on a walk off touchdown because Mario Cristobal refused to kneel. Oh, wouldn't oh, just a, a, a cavalcade of dunser. Yeah, that uh, I, I didn't write this down. And actually, I kind of want to start with this. I didn't write it down. It is worth covering. Look, plain and simple, the Miami football program, Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal fits perfectly there because Miami, since they won their national championships, has been one of the most historically overrated programs in college football. And I know that sounds mm. ironic to say as a Notre Dame fan, but we have at least reached a number of college football playoffs. We've reached a national championship game. We've reached New Year's Six Bowls. Miami hasn't been consistently competitive in a very long time and for whatever reason whenever they do something that's okay like when they have a, a mediocre accomplishment which was the texas a&m win as we're starting to see now that texas a&m yeah. a team it's it's not very good they are always propped up for no reason and mario fits perfectly because he's a great recruiter he is arguably the worst in-game decision maker and schematic um, decision maker of any coach in college football. Th they are never prepared effectively and they completely shit the bed that I, I, I just, I, we got to stop. We got to stop doing this. Stop ranking Miami, rank them at the end of the season. If they finish with nine wins, but stop ranking them until they actually do something. I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I just, there's moments where as a fan, you are humbled and you're sitting there like, Man, these guys are talented. I, I, you know, I marvel at their size, speed, skill, a bit, uh, ability, commitment, work ethic. And then there's times where you say, if I was on that field, that wouldn't happen. And a lot of people across the nation in, in uh, yesterday had that true feeling in their heart when they saw Mario Cristobal decline to kneel out the game. And I believe with my heart of hearts, everybody that said that would have kneeled. So all of the schmo Joe losers like myself that think that they could coach a game, you could coach that play and make the right decision. That's it, what, it, that's what could happen. This is one of the rare instances where an average Joe that likes chili and that likes a uh, whole milk on a Sunday 
can go out on the field and make a call. It's kneel the ball. All you have to like, do is kneel. It's kind of like the the did you see the Dan Enos thing this week? What where it? the Arkansas offensive coordinator, uh, some students found his email, so they started emailing him. So he started emailing him back, and so he was like, "What would you have called?" <laughs> and some of these students, the the one that I saw, one of the students was like, gave him like a full breakdown. It was like, "You have a two hundred and fifty pound running uh, quarterback, and you're not just running the ball with him on on third and fourth and short. It doesn't make any sense." And they had this back and forth, and, and Enos is like doing the total chirp back of. You should be a coach. You should be an offensive coordinator. I don't know. It reminds me of that. I hope that we get something like that with Mario Cristobal, but, but I, I know we won't. I, yeah, I, I say it a lot to other people if there's commenters or if someone's being a, a, a goobus flubus online. Uh, I say, start your own podcast. I'll listen. I'll subscribe. Or, wait, what was the one? Uh, I, I drink pool water. <laughs> yeah, that I was drink pool waters. Favorites. You know, some of those guys, you know, uh-huh. if they decide to chirp and, and decide to, to do that, start your own podcast, buddy. I'll check it out. I'll listen. And I know that on episode one, it's not going to sound better than this, but I'll give you a chance. I know I could have ended the game and won it for Miami (laughs) yesterday. I could have won it if I was the running back. You know why? I would have just fallen down in the backfield. I wouldn't have decided to churn out an extra yard. Hey, did my coach say something super dumb? Okay. I'm just going to slip. How about that? No one has to touch me in college. I just go down the plays over and the clock runs. My biggest problem with this is his post-game reaction was making an excuse for the decision. And then when asked about it, he put blame on the running back. He he basically said, oh, we coach here two hands on the football in those situations, which why that? Yes, look, that's true. That's yes, that's true. Obviously, that's something that yeah. you coach at practice, Mario. None of us doubted that you weren't coaching that and that you weren't going to running back drills guys i want you to hold the ball as far and loose as possible just swing yeah. it around aimlessly you see, how, you see how Kadarius tony holds the ball that's how yeah. i want you to hold it guys Kadarius tony is a revolutionary we need to start following him <laughs> i don't want any protection of the football nobody was freaking doubting that mario the fact that you had a kid who made a mistake and yes there's debate on if he was down or not i'm not going to go over the semantics of that but to still try and run that to set up that situation to sell that kid out and be a grown man leading your program, to not go up there and say, that's on me. I shouldn't have done it. It was a mistake. I was trying to pad the stats. I was trying to do something. I shouldn't have done it. I'm never going to do it again. Own up. One of the best things that I I read, is a book I'm reading right now, mm. that was brought up that it's Bob Iger's book. And he said that one of the things that legitimizes people in professional settings or anything is when you own up to your mistakes. Be a grown ass man, Mario, man. Just like it's ridiculous. It's you can't go up there and blame a 20 year old for your mistake. Yeah, especially when you're supposed to be the coach, recruiter, role model, you know, get him to the NFL type guy. Right. And especially since it's, oh, we should have knelt it. Yeah, you should have. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Taking accountability. uh, I mean, even. Nope. Let's just. Let's move on because I I, okay. I I need to move on because I'm getting worm ear uh, earwormed with a with a joke. So I'm just gonna let's just move it along. What do you mean? Is somebody it's just do you have about, a listening audience or something? Is no, there somebody no, in the room? It's just about taking accountability and there's oh. a, just 
we got to move on to a different topic. I think I, I think I know what you're hinting at. I do, I bet you don't. I I'm gonna start us off here with Notre Dame. Look, this is I tweeted this. This is one of the few instances mm-hmm. in my time as a Notre Dame fan, as a sports fan in general. How they that do? I, just, I, I was asleep. Notre Dame lost to Louisville. Go fuck yourself. Oh, did they? It is one of the few times. Ooh. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I'm not doing because, anything. Sean, I. You're such a dick. You're such a dick. How? Because every single year, Sean. Every single year, I deal with this. And then to heal, here you're snickering ass when you don't even have a college football team. Really, the one team I know you do root for is the Falcons, and they suck. They and suck. I don't want to hear it. So you, I don't want to hear it. We deal with this shit every single year. Notre Dame's lack of preparation and ability to step up for big games. And since Mark and Marcus Freeman has taken over, it has gotten worse. Hmm. I'm out. I'm out. At least my expectations for the rest of the season are done. And when we go to South Dakota this week for the South Dakota State game, I don't need to worry about watching the game. I can just check the score. And when I see that USC is up... <laughs> 21 to, to seven. Oh, it won't be only quarter. seven because their defense is hideous. I, I think that make game... Sam Hartman look like Jim Kelly in 91. I don't, I don't, I really don't know if I have, I don't have faith because you know what? After all the weeks that we've seen USC's defense be exposed yeah, and the lack of tackling. And if you attack downfield and if you move the pocket, that you can really stress that defense. You know what Jared Parker's going to do? Jared Parker's going to show up and run the ball up the middle up the middle, and then try to run a bunch of reverses that aren't going to convert, and then also try to throw a bunch of slow developing routes, and that is going to be the game for USC where they regain their, their footing and they regain their momentum. I'm telling you right now, we're going to come out of that game saying that USC's defense is national championship worthy because they're going to put on – uh, what about Audric Estime? Isn't he supposed to be like a super talented running back? Why? Why? I'm I'm asking questions to a Notre Dame fan. You're my Notre Dame guy. What stupid camera? Stupid. <laughs> Every show. I, I don't know how to turn the autofocus off. <laughs> now you did it. Thank God. <laughs> I've said it to you. I don't know how to turn the autofocus off. Bring it to South Dakota with you, and I'll fix it up for you. How about that? Look, oh, I am gonna bring it. Look, I. I did a video reacting to this, and my main takeaway is that every single time, and I'm not going to yell anymore because I just yelled on Rafino and Joe. This is not supposed to be the yelling show. This is supposed to be the the chill nightcap of the night. Sure. I'm out on Marcus Freeman. They have not shown up prepared for games, and whenever they get punched in the mouth, they they falter. They give up. There is no fight in this team that has been coached by Marcus Freeman. I've been asking a couple people what they think if they think I'm overreacting. I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think that there is any way from what you've seen, the small sample size, as an outside onlooker? That was a bad voice crack. Uh, who A couple things on him, outside onlooker, and I'll take our personal connection to the team out of it. I still think Sam Hartman is a good quarterback that could lead them to many victories in the season. Well, he's gone next year, so it doesn't matter about Sam Hartman. We're talking about Marcus Freeman for the long-term future of the program. He needs to recruit some receivers. That's what he needs to do. He needs to recruit some guys that can catch the ball. Separate in space. You're Notre Dame. There's thousands of fast wide receiver prospects. 
hundreds in the portal. You got to go get somebody. You got to go get somebody that can be a difference maker on your offense. Because you can build a defense in Notre Dame. You can build a hell of an offensive line. You could find uh, some good defensive backs in history's note. You need to find some wide receivers. Because right now, it's stalling the offense with them having to rely on a big dumpy tight end number one, uh, running back that can throw around 700 pounds, and wide receivers that look good in the in the uniform but don't really do much. Is that a fair assessment? It it's not a false one, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I, I they've actually not done a bad job over the past couple of years in recruiting receivers. And the 2023 class, the 2024 class, when those guys come up eventually, they're gonna be fine in a couple of seasons. I, I don't think that this is a talent personnel issue because he has always recruited well. And it's taking him a little bit of time to get those bodies at the receiver position. My problem is, is again, the way that they show up for games and the way that they play. Because they don't they don't look prepared. And you and I were on a team where mm-hmm. there were multiple seasons where we showed up flat all the time. And it was because of the way that we practiced. It was the way that we were spoken to before the game, in the middle of the game. It, that stuff comes down to poor coaching. And when we had good coaching and when Coach Flem had us right, those were the best years. And right now, the URI program is turned around because he has a good coaching staff and he has figured out the identity of the team. There's no identity for this Notre yeah, Dame team. I don't know what the culture is, honestly. I don't know what that culture of that team is because you go out and you battle your ass, like, like warriors go out and face off Ohio State, right? Two plays away from winning it. And I don't even know if that changes the, the trajectory of the season. I personally right now don't think it does if they had beaten Ohio state because do you still go and get punked at Louisville? It's still possible. A win versus Ohio state there still does not unlock the character of the team to not get punked by Louisville. You're Notre Dame be more physical. Well, that's, like that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They're looking like Louisville's the higher ranked team in that. I, yeah, I don't I don't know what your identity is at Notre Dame. I genuinely don't know what they're if they're trying to tap into. We we look good, look at us, jerseys are sharp, everything's cool, everything's rolling, the the bad man is gone, and now here's Mr. Hero, Marcus Freeman, to save the day. Uh, because the honeymoon phase is over. It is over. Now what's your initiative? What's your platform? What do you build off of? What are your three steps for next week? That's where we need to really be honest with ourselves. I think Notre Dame fans, a lot of them don't want to be honest about the fact that the clock is ticking now. That honeymoon phase is over. You really do need to start looking at yourself in the mirror and say, what do we do to fix this? What needs to be done on a preparation and organizational level on a week-to-week basis that we are better prepared? The offensive play calling sucks, and they have no control over that because of organizational reasons, but it is what it is. I want to move on to the... To be fair, just last quick, very quick point. To be fair, the honeymoon's over in LSU for Brian Kelly also. That honeymoon is over. They It is not going as expected this season, so it seems like an even trade-off. It seems like everyone's doing about the same between the two programs and the hostility harbored between everybody. Okay, Oklahoma versus Texas. Dude, this game was really freaking fun to watch, and it played up to the expectation after last year this game was just a complete 
complete and utter dud. My biggest takeaway from this game, one, Quinn Ewers is way too volatile to put any faith into for Texas to finish the season unscathed the rest of the way. They're going to fall and lose a game that they're not supposed to. But, dude, I was all in on Oklahoma at the beginning of the year. People laughed at me, and I stand by the take. I think that Oklahoma is one of the more well-rounded teams in the country, that their defensive line played really well. They produced six sacks. They did give up a lot of yards, but they turned the ball over in crucial, important parts of the game. But most importantly, man, give Dylan Gabriel some freaking credit because that guy stepped up in important, important situations. That dude has some huge nuts with the way that he played, especially on that final drive. He is a really good football player and deserves so much credit and, and consideration for, for maybe being a Heisman guy. Yeah, there was somebody I was listening to that was saying like, Dylan Gabriel had to really prove it to get in some certain book uh, last week. And, you know, I think he might. By the way, you were clowning those comments, by the way, of, of last week's preview that you your stupid ass was like, well, we'll talk about him after the game. He needs to prove himself to be considered in the book of it. Dylan welcome Gabriel to the is welcome centuries. to the book. Can I welcome him into the book, please. Just welcome him, please. Thank you. He is stories ahead of Adrian Martinez. Stop it with this freaking adrian martinez bit dylan gabriel in the book this is this is what you he get for doubting out. him i said i said i was cool to put him in the book now he's in the book you should have put him in, put him in there in the first place and you were too busy no, I shouldn't have. no i shouldn't have because now he has a signature victory over texas and made steve sarkeesian and crew look like a bunch of goofballs which they did. How does it's so boring that Oklahoma won this game? By the way, it's so what? boring. What? Why would you say why? How is that boring? It's more boring because they're they're not as talented as Texas, and Brent Venables is a really good fundamental coach, and he got the program flipped around, and now we get Oklahoma being good for the next couple years. Uh, boring. Steve Sarkeesian. A uh, 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 baby with a gun. That's what it's like. You never know what's what it's gonna do. So that's fun. That that is uh, more fun. If they won and we got to see a meltdown in January, or we got to see some crazy antics at the end of the season. I'm dumbfounded by what you just did. A, a true modern linguist. A, 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 a just an absolute. What part? What orator? Part you, what? What the fact part that you, you paused mid sentence to burp and then continued what you were saying? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Let me, oh, okay. If you sneeze, sniffle, or cough, I'm on your goofy ass now. I have inhaled so many bodily noises doing shows on multiple platforms. I've battled through coughing fits on shows. You just burped mid-sentence. What do you want to purple what heart? What the hell was it? Oh, my God. It was a, it was a brief burp. You, I... I a solid sportsman's belch took place. I disagree with you that I think that Oklahoma finally we're talking actually, about the game again is actually good for the chaos of college football because it sets fire to the USC fan base and to the Oklahoma fan base. Oh God! No, because Joe, this what is, we if this Texas is the wins most this game, well-rounded. For, no, forget about it. But Texas didn't win this game. This is the most well-rounded that Oklahoma has been since before Lincoln Riley. 
they were never this well-rounded. It was always score as many points as you can and then hope that the defense gets one stop. And they're doing that at USC. Theoretically, because of how soft Oklahoma's remaining schedule is, we could see a world where Brent Venables gets to the college football playoff stop in a down year at me. where I, I'm, they, I'm not shaking my finger yourself. at you. It's it, actually went out of the, it actually went out of the screen because your weight wagging it so much. Let me finish. I had something that was clippable. There could be a year that we could see Brent Venables reach the college football playoff before Lincoln Riley, and that to me creates absolute chaos. I don't care if Sark gets there. It means nothing to me. It's annoying if he gets there because the Texas fan base is unbearable. So I, 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 I want it to happen. Here's the one trope that I don't like in college football that seems that a lot of college football uh, uh, fans like is as soon as a coach leaves your program, he's enemy number one. He's enemy number one. Brian Kelly was hated by Notre Dame fans. Lincoln Riley is. What did he do at Oklahoma to warrant such glory? No, no, okay, wait. Departure. I don't get it. Brian Kelly leaving does, in my opinion, does not warrant as much criticism because there were a lot of fans that are criticizing him and are attacking him after leaving and were upset of him leaving that were also calling for him to be fired. There, that's what doesn't make any sense. But the difference with Lincoln Riley is that he was in a position at a program to win a national championship with the team heading to the SEC to have even more legitimacy. He bailed on them. He completely, utterly bailed on them. He got a better offer. He, he bailed on a better them. offer. Oh, my God. It's bailed on him. Okay, okay. If, you had a, wait, 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 if, if somebody said, hey, we'll give you $100 million to come do your job in Southern California where you can buy a mansion – and use all the water that you want and laugh at anybody that's popped their tires on the on the 405 Joe if you want to if you want to live that life you can do it and 100% of you would do it but that's not it it's it's a little deeper than that it's more so in the sense that if you had a girlfriend and she decided to dip for you dip on you for a guy that was making six figures and drove a a uh, a Lamborghini. Wouldn't you be upset that they just dipped on you like that? Yeah, yeah it's a, a better offer. That's a girlfriend. The, the the person that I'm sharing my life with, not a football coach of a team of a school that you're I got. Sh- you're sharing at. your life with him because you're no, invested. You're, you're invested you know emotionally. You I understand you're, you're in your job. If Terry from fucking accounting leaves, okay, cool. Go ahead, Terry. You got a better job offer. You can run the accounting department at another company. But when the coach that you're a donor to the school, when you're emotionally invested in the highs and lows of the team, and that guy builds you up and then just bails for another better program in the eyes of some people, and he fails, you have the right to laugh in his face. You absolutely do. It's like get in this a, situation. These fans the need to get a better needs. relationship with their dads because if they're <laughs> looking at Lincoln Riley as Papa, then that's on them. All right, it's not it's looking at his papa. That's coaching. <laughs> yes, they are. I no. promise you, Oklahoma fans thought of Lincoln Riley as, as pops. No, I think they saw him as the is the way that I am describing it. They were emotionally no. entangled no, with Lincoln Riley, you are seeing and Marcus he Freeman is papa, and Marcus Freeman has not given you a nice Christmas present. Hey, look, as somebody <laughs> who was as somebody. As somebody who was dipped out on in the in the relationship uh, example that I just provided, 
I root for nothing more than the downfall of, of, of that particular act. I understand. Would, but that idiot their downfall would make me not, more than nothing. Uh, it would make me so freaking happy. And I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Uh, yes, a lot of people do. The mentally ill. And I'm not saying that this is a mentally healthy show. There's a there's a it's lot not. of demons. There's a lot of demons shared between these two panels on this screen. You but I'm telling you right now, we're both that, that not, is not even a right. demon that's a human function. I'm saying it's more questioning I, your aptitude, but <laughs> I'm letting you know that you're corny if you're an Oklahoma fan and you're still chatting about Lincoln Riley because he doesn't have time for you. He has to fix a defense that is gaping holes. Oklahoma, be happy that you just won the last Red River rivalry in the Big 12. That is a massive accomplishment. Talk your shit. Go to the college football playoff. Lincoln will be sitting on the sidelines. Talk it. They deserve to talk it. Let's uh, let's talk about this last game, Sean. Texas A&M versus Alabama. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh-huh. This game means nothing for me. Sure. Uh, I just went to battle with Blake over this game and him talking about how much he loves Alabama. And I I, I don't think that this really is a, a nice win to talking about he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't totally bought in on it but he was saying that he's going to rank them in his top 10 this week i just don't think that alabama has done anything this year for me to be impressed yes they can end up in the sec championship game because the landscape in front of them is bad and if they beat lsu it paves the way a little bit easier for them but dude defensively they're awesome and they're the most lopsided team in the country. They are Alabama is their defense. They are every single week. It's Alabama's defense versus whoever they're playing. And you just hope that they get one score themselves and that Jalen Milrow doesn't turn the ball over three plus times. That's what this what this deal is. That's a bad football team. They're not good. They're not good. Uh and, and I don't know. I have I have zero investment in Alabama and zero in Texas AM. This was just two cars crashing into each other for three hours. Just car crash, car crash, car crash. That's what we have. And everybody forgets uh, after their huge win, you had the big dog just sitting waiting. That's Georgia. That got a big win, a huge SEC win. Don't ask about them, but this is what I'm going to tell you. The big dog is not worried about Alabama right now, seeing how they barely scraped by Texas A&M. That was my visual presentation. Thank you. I wish you had like one of those grave digger monster truck toys. That would have been really fitting for Georgia. See, I kind of want to use this as like a juxtaposition and talk a little bit more about Georgia because I don't get anything from the Texas A&M game. I get more for from Georgia. I get a ton from that Kentucky game. They they hung their nuts, man. They just said. Dude. All right, you guys, you guys keep talking bad about us. You guys keep talking bad about us. You think that we're not ready and you think that Ray Davis is going to prove something. And it, it's kind of like it was kind of like watching some humbling. Beat up a like a beat just keep punching a dead horse. Just kept just nonstop body blow after body blow just beat the crap out of a team that did not want to be there. What a gut punch it must have been for Alabama to go to an all-out war with Texas A&M. And I know it's a hostile environment. environment. Mm-hmm. Kyle Field or, or Kyle Stadium, whatever it is, was packed and they were loud. And you could tell they were packed and loud. And there was there was tons of penalties. They couldn't hear. And you're going to war and you get a big win. 
And you're like, oh, man, nice, nice. What's going on? All right, we'll lock in, lock in. And then you check the box score, and you see what Georgia did to Kentucky. And you're sitting there like, well, I, I, I put my heart and soul into this one, and we won by six to Texas A&M. Georgia just just decided, hey, to, to just decided to wake up. Mm. This is a long season for, for anybody that has to play Georgia going on out. It, it doesn't even matter who's going to end up in the SEC championship game because they're going to get pummeled just like last year, just like LSU. It's a matter of in the SEC West, who is the sacrificial lamb? Who who are we going to, to lift up and say, <laughs> please, please, sir, please, Lord, please do not harm us please take this as an offering that's the, who it, is it? it it might be poor Ole Miss uh well now they lost to Bama it'll be poor Alabama that's going to prove that the SEC should only have one in the CFP this year and nobody from the west is going to go it's just going to be Georgia and then it's just going to be Michigan and Ohio State and then whoever wins the Pac-12 or whoever the best team of the Pac-12 is which I don't even know if I agree with but right, you remain, can't have two SEC remaining thoughts from the weekend Sean First of all, I've got to take my quick victory lamp. I've got my Rutgers shirt on. It's the only team that I take pride in these days. They cover again. The boys covered again. Rutgers covered once again. You got to stop doubting Rutgers, Sean. I don't doubt the team. I don't like your bit. And you're claiming to be Johnny Italiano uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere. I, I, I'm sorry that you don't have a regional tie to a university near you. No one cares about Maryland football. Where where were you banging the table for Maryland football? We were watching a little bit of the Maryland game. Oh, we were watching, watching a little bit of the Maryland game. No, yeah, that's not how. I, no, you can't do that. You can't go ahead, continue. Uh, but yeah, well, I guess the Terps. No, nah, they they had twenty hung on them. But you know, it is what it is. That's I didn't expect much more. If that was Rutgers, they only lose by a touchdown. Versus Ohio State. Yeah. Defensively stout, they run the ball well. Respect them. What did you just say? Respect Rutgers. No, because you are their spokesman, and you just said that they would only lose to Ohio State by a touchdown. They're six and zero against the spread. I don't know if they play Ohio State this year. I Who tell you what, me? the spread won't be six. I need to see what the what the yeah, line is right now. It, check it. I, you make me not like Rutgers, the birthplace of college football, and you just say stuff like this that makes right, me what, want to rip my nose off. What's your first other thought of the weekend? Uh, UNC might be a little wagonish. Uh, they, God, they had a weird game. Was it App State? They had a weird game at the beginning of the year with. They always play App State weird, but since then, Drake May has looked very sharp. They are. I, when do we get them playing Florida State? Because that is going to be a bonkers fun game. UNC's defense looked good, and I know it was Syracuse. Jimmy, <laughs> don't don't let me say, don't let me get caught out here saying that UNC's defense looked really good and sharp. While without mentioning that I know that they played Syracuse, but their offense also is just rolling. Drake May is legit. He is a a legit NFL quarterback running a good offense right now. They've been impressive. They covered. Uh, they covered. I don't know what is that fivefold. Gosh, they mm. they just look. They look sharp, and they don't get talked uh, about enough. Because why would they? But they look good. No, I, I like you bringing up UNC. They had a little bit of a scare against App State, but it's yeah. 
they deserve recognition as one of the sneakier teams. I don't think that they're in that top 10 discussion or will be, but for the defensive recovery and progression that they've had, they deserve a ton of credit. I think that they look really good and they could challenge. They're they're going to challenge um that that ACC title if if they continue to play the, the way that they do. That that pass rush is is pretty scary. Uh, the last one that you had, I want to talk about before I go on my unhinged moment that I want to share. Oh, sure. Uh, I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, I'm a big fan of throwback jerseys personally, right? I like when the NFL does it. College football has got a lot of great ones, a lot of weird ones that I'm still getting to learn. Uh, so when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Where was that from? Oh, that was from the John Buchanan days. All right, cool. That's that's interesting. There's vertical stripes and there's a whole bunch of piping and there's there's weird stuff going all over the place and it's a, a new logo that I haven't seen. Cool. Interesting. Iowa State needs to retire some retro uniforms because they looked like they played an entire game pantsless. You knew they were going to look pantsless. Everybody in the locker room knew it. That is... A bigger distraction than if the coach came in pregame and pissed right on the floor during his speech. That the knowing that you're going out and every picture taken of you is going to look like it's your bare ass, uh, and then uh, yep. make believe balls and dick uh, in, in in front of you for everybody to see has to be a little humiliating. And, and, and it's 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 just why would you do that? Because the pants. We're not in the 70s or 80s anymore where you recall uh, quarterbacks with a little bit of looseness in the pants and the pads. They're skin tight. They are as tight pants that you could find on this earth football pants are. And you got everything getting seen. Shame on you, Iowa State. Bad throwbacks. You bring up a really good point that just because the hot thing right now is let's do the retro jerseys, if your team doesn't have good retro uniforms that everybody talked about, d- don't, don't do it. Don't, Dude. you don't need to do it. It is there. I can promise you that if I showed up on a recruiting visit and the slaps that I was getting recruited by wore those on the field, I, I, I would leave at halftime. <laughs> I, I, as a, as a 17 year old, why would I be attracted to that? It's you cool could actually get an offer and go, come back and your boys would be clowning you. The next day, hey, you were at the, you were at the naked game, right? And then you're like, yeah, I guess I I was at the naked game. Hey, bro, did they tell you to take your pants off? <laughs> yeah. Like that would be the that'd be the end of it. Hey, did you put on the jersey? Did you get pictures in it? Did you get pictures of the jersey? No, I, I didn't do that. No, I'm not going there. I'm not going. I'm not doing. Why would you do that to yourself? It's yeah, it, it, it's self inflicted wound. And Michigan State rolled out rolled out some clean ones this year with like the the. the agricultural logo i'm like that's sharp that's a sharp look the, the oregon ones that that just dropped are really cool those are great there's great uniforms in the sport but if you're just trying to be weird go to the mac go to the mac yeah uh all right final thing that i want to share this on this show so i texted sean about this on thursday um probably one of the most unhinged things that i've ever done and I mean, that's got, I, I don't know how I'm going to recover from doing this. So on Thursday, uh, I had dinner with my uh, girlfriend's mother, her sister, and then two, two of my girlfriend's friends also went to this, this dinner. Mm, ladies, I had to drive. 
Yeah, I was one of the gals, which I joked about, which I, I think I should have said I was busy and not gone because I set myself up for the for for just something bad happening because I didn't I didn't belong. But I had to drive like an hour and 20 minutes across town through traffic. I offered to pick them up. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to be nice. I was like, um, I, I think that it'll be a nice gesture if I offer to pick up my my girlfriend and her sister. Her mom was Ubering from a different hotel. Yeah, sure. Let her let her pay the money. Nice. Well, they she was staying in a completely different part of town and she had just gotten in. But right, my girlfriend we'll talk, and her we'll sister is part up to bad planning. That has not this doesn't have anything to do with it, you idiot. Okay. So I pick up pick them up at my girlfriend's apartment to take them to the restaurant, which is 10 minutes away. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I, I am quick tempered when it comes to driving. I need to, you know, just drive slowly, drive carefully. I don't want to freak anyone out when I'm when I'm driving because sure. her sister doesn't know me that well. Her sister's very talkative. She's very friendly. Mm. Don't want to freak anyone out. Yeah. I'm after I pick them up, I get to a spot where I have to come up to a stop sign, turn a right from the stop sign onto a very busy road and to, to get over to, to lead to where I'm going. And as I'm trying to do this, this asshole comes mm. up beside me and tries to turn right next to me. Oh, and tries yeah, to yeah, cut yeah. around me. Like, and, and I'm like in front to, to the left of you. So I'm here. No, to the right of me. So I'm, oh. I'm, up, I'm up at the line at the stoplight and he comes up next to me and keeps pushing his way up and trying to turn right before me. So sure. I'm trying to motion this guy like, you need to move. I'm going to hit you. And I'm like flailing my arms around. You need to move. I'm going to hit you. And this guy keeps shoving his car, shoving his car. And at a certain point, I'm so fucking mad after sitting in the car for an hour and 20 mi minutes. Man. I am be beyond heated at this point. Unbelievably upset at this individual for trying to cut me off and go around me. And eventually, I just accelerate in front of this guy. I cut him off. And yeah. I'm so mad that I turn my shoulder. I flip the guy off. And I yell, fuck you. And as I'm doing this, I realize that her sister, my girlfriend's <laughs> sister, my hand is in her face, flipping this guy off. And as I do this, I immediately realize, oh my God, that is, I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, she was beyond freaked out, unbelievably freaked out. And I had no way of justifying what I just did. And I'm like, oh my God. And I Another. kept trying to apologize, and there was no recognition of that apology <laughs> from either of them, my girlfriend or her sister. I don't was know. It, I don't was your girlfriend pissed? Was she like, I can't believe you did that? A little she didn't say that, but I could tell that she was thinking that. Ooh, I can't well, you know there's that. some FaceTimes and some conversations happening. You weren't at the dinner, right? No, I was. I went you to were? dinner with them. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Well, whatever. Oh, and it was, was very uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable. I was not really talking that much because I, I freaked myself out. That's the oh. point. Of it. <laughs> you see, that's not even like an act of valor. Like, like someone slaps your girlfriend's butt, so you got to go punch him, right? Or they try to take your purse and you stop the robber. Like those are acts of valor and bravery, where I think your significant other would be like, oh. Look at him. You know, he's looking out for me. You flipping off someone in, 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 in Buena Vista 
or wherever you are, Sacramento. It was in Hollywood. Was in Hollywood. Oh, 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 in Hollywood, sure. You, you flipping off a Hollywood is. loser. I don't I don't care where it is. You flipping off a Hollywood loser, yelling where the windows down, or were you were all the windows up? They were then, oh, so you just yelled very loudly in a in a in a highly acoustic area, fuck you, and stuck your middle finger in your in your girlfriend's sister's face. There's really not a lot that a girlfriend could look at that and say, that's my man. You know, there's nothing. You can't be like, yeah, you stuck oh. up for us. No, you didn't. You lost your mind. <laughs> Pulling out into a, into a crowded street. Were you looking at the road at all? Did you know if you were clear? Because I thought it was going to be. No, I got I, honestly, not really. Trying to look strong. Honestly, not really. I didn't. Because as I was trying to look at the road, I'm too focused on this idiot who's trying to go around me. What type of car did the idiot have? This is a, this a, a just a piece of crap white minivan. Oh, maybe they had somewhere to go. Why didn't you just let him go? No, because the guy the guy wasn't paying attention, and and th he just wasn't looking. The guy clearly wasn't looking, and then he realized he made a mistake, and then he was trying to be an ass. I let a lady have it the other day on the roads. Windows down, her oh, windows down. Yeah, just some stupid, st just texting. I, I could tell by someone on their head. Oh, you're and, such and, an old man. I, you're yelling. I got places to be. I got places to be. And I see some lady in her dumb sunglasses. I let her have it. I mean, I. What did I, she I, say? I, I was, oh, I'm like, all right. <laughs> good. <laughs> like, I clearly, okay, so, my message got across. See, because that there I'm sticking up for myself because she can hear me. No, you're and not. I'm not doing, and I'm not doing the windows up yell because we all do the windows up yell a lot, especially if it looks like the person can, you you know, could, could really take take you in a fight. I couldn't see. I couldn't see what this person even looked like. I was just. <sighs> so, but here's the problem, though. I don't know what it is. Just as like as as men, as we get older, that we get more and more frustrated when driving. That I I don't think that that's on me. It's not my fault. It's just it was an unfortunate circumstance. It's not your fault. Your reaction is your fault. I couldn't help how it. You, it just came how out. You dealt with the. <laughs> it, I, there was never an instance of of me saying to myself, "Don't do it." It just it happened. I got you. I've been there. I've been there. I've been. I've had situations uh, very similar to that where I've had to sit here and say, "I bite my i I just bite my." If I have a a girl in the car, something like that happens, I have to take a beat. And if it's somebody that's pulling over or there's a crash, I just have to say, and this is my default line: that person's having a worse day than me. And that gets me out of it. That snaps me out of the funk. Very when I want to yell and use all the words and go crazy. I'm just saying that's my trick. That idiot in the minivan was not having a worse day than me. No, I understand. But if he you made my that, day worse, help, I, I, I completely agree. This is why I, I took it out on you. Him. Think I believe that a lot of people are having worse days than me when I have to deal with them? No, I don't. But if I say it, it makes the situation a little bit better. And I end up not lashing out. How do you recover from this, by the way? Have you kind oh, of talked about it since? Um, well, she's uh she's with her family, her whole family's here, and they went they went somewhere nearby away for the weekend. They went to on a trip and sure. Uh I texted afterwards. My girlfriend texted me like you know, it was like not like it was nothing texting, and it has been texting me, and I I was like, again, I'm so sorry. I feel like I freaked out your sister. And her, my girlfriend's response was, she's over it. 
but I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that for She's a second. over it. That means she had a problem with it. And I know it was probably brought up to their mom. That is, and she said she's I over did, it. Not I even just, if 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 your girlfriend is over it. That's that's awesome. Because my girlfriend is getting mad over stuff like this. My girlfriend doesn't care. She just knows every that I'm an girl cares a little run. bit. Every every girl cares a little bit. They don't care if it's one on one. But when when you have your your big debut at the talent show and you go out and you start cursing out the vice principal, your girlfriend's gonna be embarrassed. Okay, but I'm not uh, this unhinged that I would do yes, this in are. any other sense. Yes, whoa, you whoa, are. Wait, 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 no. It only comes out when I drive or when I'm talking to you. I don't yell or get what mad about at Xbox? anybody else. Okay, when I play Xbox, but that's the people that I know. I, I don't yell at anyone, anyone else. What about answering emails? I'm very polite and cordial over email. I've heard you get emails before, and I've heard the words that follow. And I'm like, oh, man. Stop paying me to be a monster at Joe DeLeo and at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.